Welcome to 3CR, Raising Our Voices. And this week we have Lisa from Brain Injury Matters. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Mark. And we have Susan from Positive Powerful Parents and Reinforce. Hi, Susan. Hi, Mark. And Heather from Positive Powerful Parents and Reinforce. Hi, Heather. Hello. I'm Mark. Uh, I'm from Amida, and I'm a disability... World Commission Advocate, and the radio show is Raising Our Voices. And before we go any further, I'd just like to acknowledge that today where we're all sitting is Aboriginal land. And for us in Melbourne, it's on Wurundjeri country in the Kulin Nation. And I'd like to pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. I've got some questions for the three of you. So maybe I'll start with Heather. Heather, you made a submission to the Disability Royal Commission? Yes, I did. Yeah, and what was the the reason or what was the motivation for you making that submission? Because I knew that I was getting treated very unfairly and I wasn't getting the justice for it. And I felt that I wasn't being taken seriously. Yeah. And so when you felt those things, what did you think? Did you think? Um, I felt that um, even the police officers weren't really taking me seriously. Yeah. So I knew inside me I really had to do something about it yeah yeah and so you really would like to let other people know what is going on yeah and what goes on with people to people who have an intellectual disability or any sort of disability and how they are treated differently in the community and we really need mainstream places to get disability awareness training. Yeah, great. Thank you so much, Heather. Um, so now I'll ask you, Lisa, what was your uh, reason or motivation for wanting to tell your story or make a submission to the Disability Royal Commission? Basically, it's a little bit philosophical in that I believe I was treated quite illegally Mm -hmm. and I just wanted the story to be out there Mm -hmm. to to people of an official nature. Yeah, just to let people know that a story like this had happened. So like a little bit similar to Heather's too. Hmm. Heather was saying that, you know, she wants the story to be told so that people know about it. Basically, and the only difference is... Um, that I don't, I do believe that people with disabilities are treated unfairly, illegally almost, well, not almost, are treated illegally. But to top it off, I had the the added um, status of being a woman. In the Greek culture, it means a lot. Yeah, yeah. And we can get into that a bit more um, Mm. as we go through. But now I'll ask you, Susan, what motivated you to want to tell your story to the Disability Royal Commission? I think I wanted them to know what's happening with parents 
parents who have an intellectual disability and uh, big numbers of people who are losing their children at great numbers and I, I want them to know that this is happening because it's very clear to positive powerful parents that unfortunately not a lot of people know that this is even happening. Mm. This is an issue that's really important to you and close to your heart for that reason, isn't it? Yeah. So you want to sh- and that's why you're a part of Positive Powerful Parents, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you, everyone, for sharing that. So um, I'll start with Lisa this time. And Lisa, how did you tell your story to the Disability Royal Commission? I basically wrote it down. Yeah. And did you submit that to the Disability Royal Commission? Yes. Yeah. And was there anything after that or was it just a handing in your story and then did they respond? Yeah, sorry, you go. I believe we had to choose whether we wanted a private session or a public session. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's it. Yep. So and you this took, time they, they got in touch with me. They got in touch with you and mm. you wanted a private session. Yeah. Yeah. And so do you feel comfortable talking about that? Absolutely. Yeah. And how, so how was that for you? It was good, but it took so long. What do you mean it took so long? Like how long did it take? Oh, I can't remember dates, but it took uh, over a year. Yeah, right, for them to get in touch with you? Yeah, and for it to come around. Yeah, that's a long time. That's mm. a long time. And so um, how did the private session happen? Oh, um, well, because of the COVID mm. crisis or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, it happened over the phone. Was that a bit weird or how was that? Well, it was weird because I expected it to be like face-to-face, but they're in Queensland and I don't mean that to sound, you know, at all demeaning. But, you know, the Queenslanders had a bit of an issue with Victorians, given that COVID crap. (laughs) You thought thought they had a bit of an issue? Hmm. Oh, fair enough. Okay. So is there anything else you want to share about that experience? Not really. Okay, thanks. I can't think of anything else. Thanks. So uh, so I have a couple of questions. So was there a commissioner there? Yeah. I can't remember her name. Yeah. So it was a female commissioner. And were there many other people on the call? No, I just believe Daniel was there. Like that one staff member of the Royal Commission was there as well. Yeah. I believe that's it. Okay, great. Yep. And how long did it go for? Oh, about an hour. Yeah, right. Or less than. Oh, I don't okay. know exactly. Okay, so thank you, Lisa. And um, so now I'll ask Susan. Susan, how have you told your story to the Royal Commission? I'm going to tell them by getting um, your mark the advocate to help me write my story down and he'll send it in to them for me. So you write your story down and you send it in, yep. And how has been doing that so far? In a way a bit um, not nerve-wracking, upsetting, I guess, to have to think of the old stuff and having to keep reading it when your main objective is to try and get over it or try and never get over it, I guess, but 
you know, you try and deal with it and put it out of your mind. Yeah, so I guess it's just a bit upsetting when you've got to go over and over and over to make sure it's right before you send it to them. Yeah, so, um, okay, so I'll go to Heather now. So, Heather, how have you told your story to the Disability Royal Commission? I actually wrote it in the story. Yeah. And then I got you to read over it. And then we fixed up the mistakes and edited it a bit. And then we um, we sent it in together by a Zoom meeting. And so how was making that submission? Was that a good process for you to go through in, in being able to tell your story? Um. It was a bit upsetting at first, but I got over it. Yeah. And now that I did it, now that I've done it, I feel much better and I can leave that behind me and get on with my life. Yeah, that's good. I'm guessing for all, all three of you, having to go over that story that you've gone through over again is quite upsetting. It is for you, Heather. You've, you've just said so. Susan, for you as well, you're nodding your head. And Lisa, you're shaking your head. So did you want to talk about that? Um, what happened, whatever happened already happened, and I'm just I'm basically trying to get over it and there's no point getting upset about it now. I think I'll always be upset that it happened. Yeah. But that's just a matter of life. I can't yeah. do anything about it now. So part of doing this for you is um, helping you move on from something that upset you in the past. Mm. Yeah, that's great. Well, I'm, I mean, that's, that's a good thing to have. And so my, my next question is to all of you. We'll start with Susan. Have any of you had access to the counselling services that the Disability Royal Commission has had to offer? I haven't got around to ringing or trying them yet. Okay, yeah, no worries. And so will you? Yeah, I'll probably give it a go. Yeah, yeah. And I think what's good about the counselling services that they offer is that it's quite a lot and it's quite extensive. Like they offer quite a lot of counselling um, appointment times. Like So it's up to 20, which is quite a lot. Yeah, so, it's, it, I mean, it's definitely worth tapping into for anyone who has a disability whether they make a submission to the Royal Commission or not, getting in touch with one of the counselling services from the Disability Royal Commission and using their counselling service. One that I know of is Drummond Street and um, they're a great service and they're based in Melbourne. So hopefully when this horrible COVID experience is over, people can access them face-to-face. So Heather, the same question to you. Have you had an opportunity to access any counselling services? I haven't got around to doing it, but oh. around the time I had a general counsellor and I told her about about my story and her response to me was a bit upsetting. Okay, what was her response? Do you mind sharing? If I left my phone and my purse at home 
I wouldn't have got them stolen. Yeah, I should not... always keep them at home. That's not very helpful, is it? No. No. And, I mean, I hope you've stopped seeing that counsellor now if they're suggesting things that are unhelpful. Because... Well, with other people who get their phone and purse stolen, they can take it to the police and take it further. Yeah, yeah. And just because you have a disability doesn't mean it should be any different for you, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's very upsetting. I'm sorry that happened to you. I'm really sorry. That's that's very upsetting to have someone who you're talking to tell you that. Yeah. Hmm. So, Lisa, would you would you like to talk about any counselling services or anything that you may have accessed? Have you had an opportunity to? Yeah, I had one session. I've oh, had great. one session up until now. Yeah, great. And how was that for you? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and are you glad that they've got that service? Yes. Yeah. Just because basically I need somebody to help me go through this. To, to process it? Mm. Yeah, and yes. I guess that's uh, an important part of the Disability Royal Commission is having to tell your story, which is an important thing, but then having someone help you process it. Mm. Yes, it is. I believe so. Because mm. that way it does bring it to some sort of end. Great. And um, I hope for you that that's something that you can get to. Thank you. So you're listening to Raising Our Voices on 3CR Radio. And with me today, I have Lisa from Brain Injury Matters, Susan from Powerful Positive Parents and Reinforce, and Heather from Powerful Positive Parents and Reinforce. And we're talking about making a submission to the Disability Royal Commission. Lisa, a question for you now. What would you say to someone who's thinking about making a submission to the Disability Royal Commission? Um, do it. Well, I've often thought about, since I've been doing this job, why would people make a submission? What's in it for them? You know, what, what's in it for someone who makes a submission? Because we've spoken about reliving past experiences, which are traumatic and they can make you upset. So, Lisa, what would you say to someone who's thinking, why would I make a submission? What's in it for me? I think it would depend on what you want the result of um, your submission to be, but I would do it anyway just to get that portion of your history out of the way. Yeah, so for you it's it's been really helpful in that. We've talked about that, so thank yes. you. Susan, I'll ask you now, what would you say to someone who, you know, was a friend or someone who came up to ask you, why would I make a submission to the Disability Royal Commission? What would your response be? I would say go for it. You get your story heard and you might be helping other people like yourself with the disability, so I would say go for it. And Heather, last but not least in this question, what would you say to someone who, who was thinking about it but was a little bit unsure or thinking, why is my story worth hearing? What would you say? Um, I would say if the story is really upsetting you and affecting your life, I think go for it because once you get your story out there, it makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can get on with your life and, yeah. Yeah, great. Thank you, Heather. So we're going to have a music break now. 
Does anyone want to introduce the song? Maybe Heather, would you like to introduce the song? No, okay, fair enough. So the song that we've chosen today is a song by Aha, the band, and it's called Take On Me. So that song was a song by Aha, 
called Take On Me. And this is 3CR Radio. You're listening to Raising Our Voices. I have Lisa from Brain Injury Matters, Susan from Reinforce and Powerful Positive Parents, and Heather from Reinforce and Powerful Positive Parents. A question to you now, Susan. Why do you think there's a need for a Disability Royal Commission? Because I think there's a lot of problems and a lot of issues that have either happened in the past and are still happening or are newer problems now Mm. people with disabilities that either the government know too well about and Mm -hmm. just are too stubborn to do anything about or to stop. So we've got to let them know that, you know, we're not silly, we're not stupid and enough's enough. Thanks, Susan. And so over to you now, Heather, with the same question. Why do you think there's a need for a Disability Royal Commission? Because we all know that people with a disability get treated very unfairly and much differently than to what um, abled body or mainstream people get treated. Yeah. And this is not the olden days. This is the year 2020. It is, isn't it? Yeah, great. Thanks so much for that, Heather. And Lisa, over to you with the same question. Why Um, is is there a need for a Disability Royal Commission? Because there's a lot of abuse and discrimination out there targeted towards people with disabilities and I think it's a a little bit like the old age people with this COVID crisis, how they have to have um, some support now and that's been brought to the attention of everyone. So along those lines, Mm -hmm. to bring discrimination to the attention of everyone. Thank you so much for your responses to that question. They were great. So a question to you now, Heather. If there was a Disability Royal Commission commissioner listening to the radio show right now, what would you say to them? I would just say thank you for bringing up the Disability Royal Commission Mm -hmm. and we hope it can keep on going for people who might need it in the future. Yeah, great. Yeah, thank you, Heather. Yeah. Uh, and now, Lisa, mm-hmm. over to you. What would you say to a commissioner if they happen to be listening to this show? Thank you very much for the work that you've done, but that's only just the beginning. Yeah, yeah. There's a hell of a lot of work to do, yeah. similar work to do. Yeah, thank you. And Susan, what would you say to a commissioner who may be listening? I would say thank you for being interested in our lives. Yeah. And I just would like to also let them know that this is not uh, a problem. The problem that I'm about to talk about is not a problem that stopped um, in the 1990s or whenever the institutions were closed. 
this problem is still continuing, and that is parents with an intellectual disability are losing their children because some people or someone has decided that because of their disability they might not be able to parent. It might be because they think their child like themselves, which is a very common thought of people with intellectual disability especially, um, or, uh, or many other reasons. And unfortunately, they, they use any other excuse they can. So then they go, no, we didn't take your child because of disability. We took them because of something else. But in my case, it was sort of like, it's no true way about it. It has to have been because of the disability. Yeah, I'm, um, thank you for sharing that. That's really important. And the message that I've got from all of you is that you're grateful that these people are working on the Disability Royal Commission and you trust that they're doing a great job, but that really the issues that um, you're all making a story to the disability or telling your story to the Disability Royal Commission about are all stories that are affecting people now. They may have... The stories you may be talking may be in your past, but they're issues that people face now and every day who live in the community. Yeah. And so I've got a couple more questions. This is a bit of a a hopeful question um, and maybe related to, you know, what we're just talking about, but what would you hope from the Disability Royal Commission? Because, you know, they make a report to the government and they give government suggestions on what to do. So what would you hope to see from the Disability Royal Commission? I'll start with you, Lisa. Um, relevant laws. Yeah, yeah, great. So for the government to make some changes in the laws. Yes, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and to protect people with a disability? Oh, most definitely. Yeah. More protective and kind of more inclusive of all the um, illegalities that happen, every every aspect of them. So all those things that are, people do every day that are discriminatory towards people with a disability, to yep. actually to, to make people aware of that and pull mm. them up on it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I'll ask you now, Heather, what would you hope to see happen or what would you hope after this Disability World Commission? I'm hoping that mainstream places and police officers all get disability awareness training and people with a disability can get the justice they actually need. Mm. Okay, so so places being anywhere like shops, pubs, clubs, cafes. Yeah. Train drivers, tram drivers, yes. government, all get disability awareness training. Yeah. And that people get treated fairly. Is that what you mean yeah. by justice? Yeah. Yeah. And um, Susan, over to you, last but not least. What would you hope from the end of this Disability Royal Commission, which is in a few years yet, it's not in, until 2022, but what would you hope to see happen? 
Well, I hope Ada government really realise what is happening and put out an apology. But I don't mean an apology where they just say, oh, we're sorry, and then keep doing it. I mean an apology and then they stop doing it. And also just some more education for everyone who might be working with us, including child protection workers, because a lot of them are fresh out of uni and they're still at home with their parents, so they haven't even had kids, let alone, um, you know, lose their own kids. And then some of them will tell us they know how we feel. How do you know how we feel? And just to stop the, all the crap that's happening mm. to people with disabilities, enough's enough, and it's got to stop now. Yeah, thanks, Susan. That's great. Really powerful. Thank you. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. And I'd especially like to thank Heather, Susan and Lisa for your wonderful insights and comments for us here today. Stay tuned for next month's show. You've been listening to Raising Our Voices on 3CR. And up next is Radio Capucha. Thank you all so much for listening. And tune in next time. I think 3CR is the voice of the people speaking back to the establishment and telling them what they think and sometimes it's something they don't want to hear. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.